This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps people find and follow their bliss. On today's show, we have a whole episode dedicated to music, giving, and kindness. And what all three of our guests have in common is they're singers and musicians who give back using their music. First up, Lamore Siskind, who overcame an advanced breast cancer diagnosis with her special brand of aggressive positivity, which is now a new book available on Amazon. You're going to meet her and hear her sing today. Also on the program is pandemic pie maker Bradley Harder, who is giving his pies away for free during COVID-19. He's a fascinating guy, and he's also an amazing musician. And last but not least, singer, songwriter, vocal coach, and member of the a cappella group Countermeasure, Haley Preziosi, will also be here today playing her first single, which happens to be a gorgeous song for all of us. But first, I'm so delighted to introduce you to my first guest, Lemore Ziskind. Lemore Ziskind has captured and inspired the hearts and minds of our community with her special brand of aggressive positivity. She has performed at galas, recorded an album, and several videos through her struggle to heal from intense treatments for an aggressive breast cancer. Her album Alive went viral, triggering newspaper and TV coverage. She's performed to a sold-out crowd for her first solo show of her newly created music at the Mod Club. And her book, Aggressive Positivity, is now available online. Lee Moore is also going to sing for us later in the show. And it's so wonderful to have you back, Lee Moore, on Season 2 of Finding Your Bliss. Welcome. Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's truly an honor. I'm so happy to see you. You know, the last time, or not to see you, to hear you rather, the last time that I did see you, Limor, you were wearing a white gown and you had flowing curls and there was smoke (laughs) on the stage and you were singing one of the title songs from Phantom at the Opera, Phantom of the Opera at Kerner Hall, and it was quite the number, and you were unbelievable. Do you remember that night? Oh, yeah. I I cannot believe what an amazing production it was. It was one of my most favorite performances, and the cast and crew were of such a high level of professionalism, and I enjoyed myself thoroughly and was shocked beyond belief when I got a standing ovation. That just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. That was so fantastic. So that's where we were, but it's a very different world we find ourselves in. What is your take, Limor, on COVID-19 and how has it affected you? Initially, it was very shocking and I found myself, I'm sure just like everybody else, in a tremendous amount of anxiety and fear and, you know, nobody likes change that drastic. I mean, we went from everyday blessed lives to being confined to our homes and that's not an easy thing. The uncertainty Mm -hmm. was the most troubling because you don't know when it's going to end and how it's going to end and how we're going to function. But eventually, I got to the point where I told myself, all right, I can't live in fear every single second of every day. And I started making rules for myself, like I'm only going to read the news for five minutes at the start of my day, 
and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. And it helped keep me positive throughout my day. And it allowed me to stay informed while still able to sleep at night. Absolutely. You are a very positive person. And I want to get you to your book in a moment, but what are some of the coping mechanisms that help you get through your day? And again, you know, with that wonderful positivity, that's just part of your nature. So a couple things I found very helpful, um, setting some kind of a schedule and it's not set in stone, obviously, because things change, but waking up at a consistent time, making sure I get exercise and I do have three children. So having a routine has been the most beneficial in kind of letting the day go by in a way that's a little bit faster. Um, so mm-hmm. we have a consistent breakfast time, a consistent, um, they, they're doing online online schooling. So we have an online schooling, but even on the weekends, we're waking up at a Mm. consistent time. We have exercise time. We have a family activity time, and then we have flex time. So um, I've seen a lot of parents have been doing that. And even my parents have their wake up time, which is much later than it used to be, but they still have their consistent wake up time, breakfast time, exercise time, trying to um, find activities that bring us joy. And in my particular home, it happens to be artwork. My sister-in-law has been taking her kids out to do exercise outside as much as possible because she has a boy who's very active, so they jump around. I think that it's really important to bring as many elements from our former pre-COVID lives into our everyday lives and exercise and familiarity or having a schedule is what helps our bodies and our minds find some kind of comfort. Absolutely true. I want the listeners to know what your background is. You are a very positive person. You were on the show before to talk about how positive you were, even when you were afflicted with breast cancer. Can you tell us a little bit about what you went through and how you fought back and thank God are healthy today? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Just shy of my 40th birthday, which was in 2017, February, I got diagnosed with a locally advanced breast cancer that had spread to 17 of my lymph nodes. And Mm. I was facing a whole gamut of treatments that thank God are available in Canada for free. I did a dose dense chemo, I had a right mastectomy and lymph node dissection, which means that they took out uh, all my right breast and all the lymph nodes under my right arm. And uh, then I did 25 rounds of radiation as well as a boost to my skin. So on top of the half an hour spent in the radiation machine, another half hour directly to my skin uh, because Mm. the tumor kind of was sitting too close to my skin and um, they couldn't remove my skin. So they just doused it with extra radiation. And you're always positive though. During all of this, you had an incredible way of dealing with it. Can you tell our listeners what you did? I call the way that I dealt with it aggressive positivity. And the reason I wrote the book is so that I can help others do what I did. Don't get me wrong, Judy. I had a very difficult time receiving the news. Mm -hmm. And when I got my schedule of chemo and radiation, all the things I'm going to have to go through, I spent three days crying nonstop. And I think that it's very important for our listeners to understand that aggressive positivity is not about glossing over the difficult realities. Mm -hmm. It's about accepting them and making them better. Mm -hmm. 
And if you are able to go through difficult times, finding the blissful moments within those difficulties, then you have improved your quality of life. And then you can apply that to anything. I reached a point where I accepted it. Hmm. I said, okay, I have cancer. This is what I have. And I have to go through treatment. Now, the next, the first step of aggressive positivity is telling yourself you have to flip your mind. You have to flip the situation from something negative into positive. So I told myself, I'm not sick. I'm healing. Mm. I'm healing. I'm healing. I'm healing. I'm healing. It's not chemo. It's medicines. It's not surgery. They're saving my life. Wow. And so every step of the way, I flipped it. Mm -hmm. So I'm healthier now with the chemo medicines in my veins. I'm healthier today than I was yesterday, even if I'm feeling lousy. Hmm. However, the problem with our thoughts is they're fleeting. One moment they're up, the next they're in the gutter. How do you prevent the inevitable fall from the I'm healing thoughts to the I'm dying thoughts? How do you prevent that fall? That's when you hit the second step of aggressive positivity. You have to hit it with an aggressive action of love. What does that mean? What is an aggressive action of love? First of all, you have to find what you love. Find an activity that you love so much that it gives you energy. It gives you a boost, a tremendous boost of energy. So just think of things, even a Zoom call with a loved one. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Afterwards, are you light? Are you giddy? Do you feel energized? Do you feel like you can conquer the world? Whoop, then that is an aggressive action of love. And why the word aggressive? You have to schedule it aggressively. So you're continuously feeding yourself with that good energy that will help keep your thoughts high. And whatever challenged you will seem to fade in its impact and importance. So for example, a day before my mastectomy surgery, Instead of spending 12 hours in complete anxiety in anticipation of the surgery, I spent eight hours in anxiety. Why? Because for four hours, I was singing in a studio because that's my action of love. I love to sing. So I spent four hours singing. So I was not thinking about surgery. I was thinking about my lyrics, my pronunciation, um, the emotion that I'm bringing to the table. And so imagine what that does to your immune system's ability to heal. <laughs> where for four hours I was flying, I was being energized. Wow. Wow. People need this book right now because we will all want to boost our immune systems. And particularly for the older population, we want to make sure that their systems, their immune systems are being boosted up. And aggressive positivity is, is all about that. That's so fantastic. Are there other things that you can do to boost your immune system? Or do you think a lot of it is in our heads? You know, they say that negative thoughts actually release hormones throughout your body that mimic the fight or flight reactions. And that downplays all of our systems, not just our immune system, because your body is getting ready to fly, to to run away from a predator. It's, it's a innate, it's something that's built into our DNA. So the positive thoughts release mm -hmm. different hormones that are pleasure hormones that uh, they boost everything. Uh, meditation helps release those good hormones, praying, um, exercise, yes. singing, music, listening to music, social interactions. I give so many different examples and I go into detail on different strategies to boost your overall mindset and creating a positive environment within yourself and externally. 
Even your physical environment has an effect on your body, on your thoughts. Have you ever noticed that when you walk into a dark and gloomy space with little light, little color, your mood kind of sinks along with that environment? So we yeah. can do little things within our own homes. I mean, we're home right now. If you want to move a couch, you want to move a painting so that it makes your room flow better, create art that makes you happy, whatever makes you happy. I mean, a simple thing could be buying a $20 pillow that has a color. Put it on your couch. You'll see it'll create some <laughs> vibe in your living room. <laughs> I'm going to give you a few words, and I want you to give me the aggressive positivity response to that, which I, which I, oh, come uh, on, you're putting I, me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm going to give you a word or a feeling, and I want you to combat that with its opposite because this is great training training for people on how to do this. Okay. So someone is saying, I'm feeling very scared. I'm feeling very, very anxious. Be brave. Mm-hmm. I'm brave. I will bravely face my fears. I will bravely face the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm so cooped up. I can't stand being at home anymore. I'm so cooped up. I want to be free. Well, you said the answer within your question. Hmm. I am free. I'm free within my own mind. I'm free with my thoughts. I'm free with my own actions within my own home. I'm free to connect with people. I am free to explore my loves and my desires. I'm free to explore who I am and what I want to be after this COVID is over. I'm free to learn. I'm free to grow. It sounds so wonderful. And this book is now available online on Amazon. So you can actually get this book immediately now, Aggressive Positivity by Lamore Ziskind. This is so fantastic. So that's, and I, I think people should get two of them, one for a friend <laughs> to, to boost their their uh, immune systems as well. And what is bliss for Lemoore right now? Uh, bliss for me is finding the bliss in everyday moments that we have so often taken for granted pre-COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about what you will be singing? Yes. I'm going to be singing a song called Oleshe. And Oleshe is a song specifically about elevating an everyday moment because I wrote a song with my Uber driver. So back uh, in July, I took an Uber downtown to meet my brothers to watch the game in a bar. And there was crazy amount of traffic. I was in an Uber for an hour. And when I got in, I heard a Nigerian accent from my driver. And I, I said to him, do you speak Yoruba? And he said, yes. Hmm. And I started to sing to him a song in Yoruba. I don't know if you know this, but I can sing in 40 languages without an accent. Oh my goodness. And so I, <laughs> I started to sing to him. And he went crazy. It's like, how do you know that song? Where'd you learn that song? And I explained to him that I have this talent and I learned it from a Nigerian woman. And he said, that is a most wonderful prayer that we say. And I dream of being a singer. I just lack the confidence. Wow. So I told him, Lessie, let's write a song right now. Hmm. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, watch. And so I went on YouTube. I found some Afro beats. I said, we're going to write a song right now. And it's going to be about you. We're going to write about how you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself. Hmm. How do you say everything's going to be okay in Yoruba? And he said, we said, Boris, okay. <laughs> so I said, okay, turn up the beat. And I started singing to him. Boris, okay. 
Boris okay, Boris okay, Boris okay, and he starts singing Ole she, Ole wow. she, Tobani baboninu. So then we had, I and I recorded our conversation on a voice memo on my phone. <laughs> And I sent that voice memo to my friend who is in Mexico, and he threw me back beats that we could record a song. And then a month later, hmm. I brought him into the studio, and that was only the second time I'd ever met him, to record the song. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a great story. <gasps> and it, it went viral in Nigeria on Facebook. I made a video of our studio session, and it went crazy in Nigeria. Um and uh, yeah, and that's the story, how you can take an Uber ride and change someone's, <laughs> change someone's reality. He must have been so happy. How can people get in touch with you, Lemore, and hear all about all the things you're doing and your book and everything? How can people um, contact you? So on Instagram, people can find me at Aggressive Positivity Official or Lemore Music, spelled L-I-M as in Mary, O-R-E. E music, Limor music or aggressive positivity official, or you can find me on Facebook on my aggressive positivity page or my Limor music page. That's so incredible. This is finding your bliss on zoomer radio, AM 740 FM 96.7. And we are here with Limor Ziskind. And we are now going to hear this incredible song that actually got its inspiration from an Uber drive. And so excited <laughs> to hear the song. Oleshe. Let's have a listen. That was so gorgeous. You'll have to come back on again and sing more for us. That was so fantastic. Thank you so much for being on Finding Your Bliss today. It was so great having you once again. Thank you so much, Judy. You are amazing. And thank you for everything that you do for us, for artists, for the community, for Toronto, for all the radio listeners. I'm so in awe of everything that you do and appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, we will meet musician and founder of the Pandemic Pie Project, Bradley Harder, who, since COVID-19 began, has made over 660 pies and has been giving them all away for free. Can't wait for you to meet him. Back in a moment. 
Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. I'm so excited to introduce you to this next guest. It's Bradley Harder, and he started his life as the youngest of 13 children. In the Harder household, his mother would bake bread every Saturday. She'd bake 10 loaves of white bread, 10 loaves of brown bread, 30 dozen buns, and four dozen cinnamon buns. Yum. The house always smelled like heaven. Although his family was poor, his mother would always feed anyone who was hungry, and she never turned her back on anyone who needed help. These lessons were passed down to her children. Bradley moved away from his family when he was 16 years old and hitchhiked from Calgary to Toronto in 1976. He worked many different jobs, including cooking in restaurants, and always had a taste for exotic foods, but never forgot his deep roots in Mennonite cuisine. After being a professional jazz blues singer for the past 30 years, he developed a fainting disorder, which caused him to have to stop working. When the coronavirus pandemic broke, Bradley decided to play it safe, and when his friends would pick up groceries for him, they would refuse to accept money from him. So feeling helpless, he started baking pies. He started the Pandemic Pie Project on Facebook, and it took off pretty fast. And now, just since April 15th, he's made and given away a phenomenal 625 pies and 106, 108 dozen sticky buns. Bradley, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hi there, Judy. It's such a great, wonderful story, and it's so fascinating. And I just want to say, before we go any further, that I have been the lucky recipient and and some of our team here at Finding Your Bliss of some of Bradley's pies. And all I'm going to tell you is the apple pie, I think, is the best apple pie I've ever had in my life. The crust was so flaky and so phenomenal and so delicious. And I also had some of the strawberry rhubarb tart and delicious and yummy. And really these are pie, these are next level pies, but it's also so wonderful where they're all coming from. So, wow. I, I love your story, Bradley. What was it like to grow up in such a huge family and be the youngest of 13 children? Well, I'll tell you, Judy, when you're um, the baby of 13 children, you develop your social skills really quickly. There was a lot of love in our family, and so we're all quite the huggers. <laughs> and this pandemic has really brought out a uh, desire to get hugged. Oh, I know. And I figured there was no better way than a warm hug from a pie. <laughs> I know. I miss the hugging too, Bradley. It's It's been quite challenging. I oh, agree. Man. How did you learn how to bake? When you were younger, did you help your mom in the kitchen? 
No, not much. I mean, I was playing all the time, but my older sisters, my mom never really baked pies very often. She baked the bread and the, and the, and the cinnamon buns every Saturday. Mm. And that's where, you know, I do, I watched her, I'd sit and watch her knead the dough and roll out the buns. And then when they came out of the oven, we'd break open a steaming hot bun and put butter on it. <laughs> Yummy. So she'd, she'd, yeah, she would get a case of eggs every Friday, I think, from the from the Hutterites. <laughs> and they would deliver the eggs, and it would be like 30 flats of eggs, oh, 15 wow. on each side <laughs> of the box. And she would go through those every week. Oh, my goodness. I wish I'd grown up in your house. It sounds fantastic. Uh, what made you leave in 1976, leave Calgary for Toronto at the age of 16 years old? I was never in the calculatory state of mind. There was nothing there for me. I knew that I had to explore the world a bit. And, and my mother called it the Wanderlust, <laughs> which is the, the lust for traveling. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just wanted to explore the world, see the world. And I knew there was something else for me out there. And it turns out there was. I mean, I started working in the music industry. I worked in the film industry for several years. <laughs> 17 years I put in the film business. And, wow. Uh, so tell me a bit about your life as a musician, because I know that you worked as a musician for 30 years, and we're going to hear a beautiful piece that you did later on in the show. But what was that like? Like, what, what did you do? Well, I started out playing in like punk rock bands in the 70s and the early 80s. And uh, my brother CB and I had started a band called the Harder Brothers. For 20 years, I had the band Bradley and the Bouncers. I was working mm -hmm. as a bouncer in a jazz bar called the Reservoir Lounge downtown. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started the band, and we started doing jazz music and learned a bunch of covers. And I pulled pulled together my dream team of musicians, and wow. they all said yes and came and worked for me. And uh, it went on from there. So great. And during this time, was pie, were pies part of the equation at all? Like all these years as a musician, would you bake the occasional pie? Well, I, I, I always baked it, and I always cooked, because I was a chef when I was a young man, like 19 years old. I was working in restaurants downtown and uh, working in Toby's Good Eats at Bay and Bluer. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Why, why is that? I, I worked at Toby's Good Eats at Young and St. Clair. I was the world's worst waitress ever. I think one day I slid all the way from one end of the <laughs> Toby's restaurant and landed <laughs> in a patron's lap. So you're bringing back quite a funny memory for me. That's, I bet That's you were hilarious. a much better uh, server and, and waiter and chef than I was uh, <laughs> yeah, my brother was a waiter there, and I was a I was a cook there. Wow! I, you know, I, I would on, on Sundays. You know how crazy it would get. I would do like four hundred covers of uh, the Eggs Benedict, <laughs> Courage Burgers, Yukon, uh, the Klondike oh, yeah. Burger, the Apple Brown Betty, mm. all of those yummy things. Oh, yeah. that was good. <laughs> yeah, those are the good old days. Yeah, that was the good old bad old days, Judy. Good old bad old days. <laughs> Nothing like them. That's really funny. We probably met each other at one point. <laughs> it's entirely possible. We're probably around the same age group anyway. Yeah, we are. We actually exactly are. Don't say your age. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say uh, it. Um, my sisters baked a lot of pies, though, and my sister Jackie and Julie and, and Brenda were all phenomenal pie bakers. And I used to watch Jackie bake pies for my sister's restaurant in Peterborough. She came out and stayed for for a year or so and worked with my sister Julie in Peterborough. 
made the best pies in the world. Like I thought they were phenomenal. Like I never tasted anything like them. And I just like added to that recipe and changed it a little bit, modified it, added more butter and done mm. different things with it. Made the dough a little bit thicker because I like thicker crust because that way you get more layers in it and it's flakier oh, and it's so more delicious. Good. And the butter actually adds another dimension of flavor to it that's like just off the charts. And uh, I, I put almost a kilo of filling in each pie. Oh. That's why it's so and, but good. I'm, but I'm giving them, but I'm giving them away for free. And now that I'm thinking of opening a bakery, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I keep the pies exactly the same because I think they're perfect, as far as I'm concerned. But they're so delicious. Other people may have different opinions. I, I think yeah. you'll have a very successful pie shop if you do that, and especially with this beautiful story as sort of the background of it. You say, Bradley, after 30 years as a musician, you had to stop performing because you developed chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and that must have been very scary for yeah. you when when COVID-19 broke that made it challenging to sing yes because I, I'd run out of air in the middle of a phrase or something like that and it just wouldn't work you know yes and now and then when COVID broke then I was very nervous because now I'm one of the vulnerable people sure due to my age and the fact that I've got this this uh, respiratory illness I mean, I was like trying to lift spirits by doing a show on on uh, Facebook called "Cooking Without Pants." And I started, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like there with my chef's apron and my underwear, and, and oh, I'd be yeah. cooking. And people were just like drooling over the food, and <laughs> I guess it was tampered by my naked lower half. <laughs> oh dear goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of even out their that would take their appetite away. <laughs> but it was all it was all in good fun anyway. And one day I was I was uh, cooking something and I ran out of I didn't have something that I needed for the recipe and so my friend Erica calls. It says, I'm going to send it over to you. So she called the food delivery service and had them deliver it. And she says, don't worry, it's paid for it. And I felt bad that she had contributed and I didn't pay for it. And so I made her a pie and her husband, Craig, a pie. And then uh, my friend Mark and Darlene, they would, you know, pick up food for me every once a week. They would always call and ask me if I needed food. And most times they wouldn't take any money. And it was like, come on, guys. I mean, you're making me feel like a charity case. So I made them pies, and then the neighbors caught wind of it. And I started making them pies, and then, <laughs> then before you know it, I just making a bunch of pies. And I said, "Well, if I can do it for this many people, I can do it for everybody." So that's when I started the project. Unbelievable! So, so you're at 650 pies right now, and 108 sticky buns. About 660 pies right now, and um, wow, 114 dozen sticky buns. Wow. That is that is incredible, and you met you have three flavors, and I know that it's apple, which I've sampled and is so out of this world, guys. I can't even tell you've got to get one of these pies, and blueberry, and the and also the strawberry rhubarb, which is just tart and just a pop of bliss in your life. It really is. Well, it's finding your bliss for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you're yeah. looking for your bliss, you will definitely find it in one of Bradley's pies. There's no question. Which flavor? Of pie is your favorite, Bradley? 
Well, I like the apple, but I'm partially because I'm just a fan of Honeycrisp apples, and that's all I use in my pies. They're mm. the most expensive apple in the market, and so they're kind of dear to get. And now we're seeing that the city seems to be running out of last year's supply of apples. I'm going to have to wait until the harvest for the more of them. So I've got people out there sourcing food for me, like my friend Danny's driving around. My friend Linda's <laughs> making calls. She's an expert at grabbing bulk orders of stuff so she's ordered me pie boxes and she's ordered me pie plates and people are donating things like crazy tell me about some of the donations that you've had which is like people paying it forward which is so incredible uh robin had flour donated 40 kilos of flour wow metro foods the the grocery store Mm. they donated 17 cases of uh, frozen fruit wow that's like 20 bags of fruit in each box and that's like a one pie for bag basically. So, the, I mean, that's amazing. And I, I don't just make the three pies. I also do like pecan pies when I have pecans or when I have um, raspberries, I'll do bumbleberry pies with blueberries, strawberries mm. and raspberries. Um, whatever ingredients I have on hand, I'll make pies out of them. Oh, the thing that shocked me the most when we talked in the green room before the show was when I asked you about what your favorite pies to eat are, and you told me you don't eat any of them. I can't eat any of them because I'm on a keto diet. And what do you eat? What what is what's involved in a keto diet? Well, I just don't eat any carbohydrates. So, no carbs. That means I'm not allowed to eat sticky buns or pie or rice or potatoes oh. or bread. Oh, that must be hard. Well, it is, but I've lost 45 pounds since I started this diet. Oh, that's amazing. I was pushing 290, and now I'm down to 245, maybe less today even. I haven't weighed myself in the last week. so. But that's going to be your next thing is you're going to help people. Not only are you going to help people enjoy these wonderful pies, but you're also going to help people lose weight, which is, I think, one of the things that's been happening in this pandemic, right? People are eating themselves out of, out of house and home because <laughs> it's like, what else do you do, right? So you do a lot of eating and a lot of drinking. Not only am I the only guy in the pandemic losing weight, but I'm also the only guy in the pandemic crazy enough to think about opening a business. <laughs> On the phone before the interview, you asked me if I would help you find your bliss. And I can tell you one thing, in bringing bliss to so many people, the byproduct is often a lot of happiness and bliss for you too. What what has that been like for you to, to do this for people? Well, I'll tell you, Judy, man, like it's, there's nothing like giving to, to make yourself feel good. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. altruism, I guess. My friend Steve Anthony called me and said, Brad, you're not going to heaven already, but you know that, but that, but with this altruism, <laughs> you'll get a good, really good room in hell. <laughs> <laughs> All joking, all joking aside, though, finding your bliss for me was is just giving to people and making them smile, and that smile translates into smiles for me. It just feels so good to be good. Absolutely. So, if I said the three things, the three most important things to Bradley Harder, what would they be? Love, family, and good food, Mm. music. Yeah. There's not just three. I've got like twenty. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all kind of like even, even goodness, right? <laughs> you know, when you when you say that, it's amazing how much gratitude we can feel, even at a time like this. That we have music, and we have books, and we have great food, and wine, yeah. and and wonderful people like you that really really help make the world a better place. And that's, that's really what it's all about. We have a clip of you singing live at the Reservoir Lounge in Toronto with your band, Bradley and the Bouncers. Can you set this clip of Sway up for us? 
lots of me and my band uh, the band was I think that day we had uh, Terry Wilkins on bass Pat Carey on saxophone uh, Chris Whiteley on trumpet Howard Moore on trumpet Jesse Whiteley on keyboard Mitchell Lewis on guitar Jeff Hellischuk on drums and myself and uh, these guys are just ringers. Mm. They're so good. Such good musicians. It's such a pleasure to work with all the years that we've been together. I really miss it. I haven't done wow. any music for a while. That's really a part of my bliss, too. And I'll, I'll, I, this is a great song. It's a, it's a great song. And I'd love our audience to have a listen to Sway right now. When November the lazy ocean has the shore swimming like a flower and in the green with me swimming with you when you dance you fall away with me stay with me swimming with me of the dancers we do you but i'm in my bliss that was so fabulous i love that bradley that was so gorgeous how can people get in touch with you and contact you if they want to get a pie or they just want to follow you or just um, get in contact with you what's the best way to do that well they can go to um my facebook page and there's links on that on my timeline to getting a pie or go to my gofundme page that my friend lisa set up for me and uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to contribute, then all contributions are graciously accepted, although that's not the criteria to getting a pie. Pies are free to anyone who wants them. GoFundMe, I think, is under pandemic pies. but That's amazing. So it's Bradley Harder, Bradley Harder on Facebook, or Pandemic Pies by Bradley Harder on Facebook. Yeah, you, all you got to do is just tell me what you want, your flavor of pie that you prefer, and if I've got the ingredients, you got the pie. Oh, that's so great. You're, you're doing great work in the world. And we also wish you, Thank you. very good health because number one is your health. So I want you to be healthy. And that's amazing about that weight loss and uh, so encouraging for people out there who are struggling with that too. So you're real. You really are a bliss person, Bradley Harder. I don't know. If, did you know that? <laughs> I, I had no idea. But thank you very much, Judy. I really appreciate it. The vote of confidence is really self-assuring. That's really wonderful. It's been so great to have you here. We're going to go to a short break. When we come back, we will be meeting a guest singer-songwriter, Haley Preziosi. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. 
are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. Joining us today is Haley Preziosi. Haley Preziosi is a graduate of Western University with a double major in classical voice and popular music studies. She has studied with soprano Gwendolyn Little and has also worked with acclaimed Toronto vocal coaches Elaine Overholt and Mika Barnes. Haley has spent a lifetime singing and composing original music and is thrilled to be embarking on the journey of sharing it. When she is not composing music, Haley can be found teaching online lessons from her home studio, which is www voicebyhaley.com and I'll spell that V-O-I-C-E-B-Y-H-A-Y-L-E-Y dot com. She has been teaching vocal lessons and workshops around the GTA for the last 10 years and believes the voice is one of the most powerfully expressive tools we possess and she is inspired to help each singer find their voice. Haley also performs and tours regularly with Toronto-based acclaimed a cappella group Countermeasure, which won the Best Contemporary a cappella Album at the Contemporary a cappella Recording Awards in 2017. With Countermeasure, Haley has shared the stage with such vocal giants as the Swingle Sisters, the Real Group, the Nylons, as well as Canadian music icons Corey Hart, Chantelle Krebiazek, Nikki Yanofsky, Alan Frew, and Blue Rodeo. Haley was on our Mastermind episode last season, and she is back today for season two to talk about her single, Countermeasure, and her online teaching during the COVID-19 pandemic. Haley, welcome back to Finding Your Bliss. Well, gee, thanks, Judy. Wow, what an introduction. My goodness, I've been busy. <laughs> you have been. Haley, can you tell everyone how we first met and how important the work that Elaine Overholt does at Big Voice and with our group, our mastermind group that really developed with, um, with, uh, you know, our mentor and, uh, uh Lily's, uh, singing teacher for many years, Elaine Overholt? Absolutely. So, uh, Judy and I met about 10 years ago at Big Voice Studios in Toronto which is, of course, run by the incredible Elaine Overholt. And she's one of my mm. dearest friends and um, most important mentors in terms of, of teaching how to teach um, and how to learn and how to sing really fundamentally, primarily. And so Judy and I met in the discovery class at Elaine Overholt Studio 10 years ago, and it just happened to be jam-packed with this powerhouse group of women that were so motivating. And not only did we have an incredible time exploring our voices together, we agreed at the end, this is too special. This is too unique. This is too important. We need to keep meeting. We need to keep in touch with each other so that we can encourage each other in our creative projects and endeavors and in our life journeys um, and just be better because of one another. And it's been this really beautiful sisterhood that's formed as a result. Absolutely. What is your writing process like as an artist, Haley? And how did you know that it was different this time? Sure. Uh, so my song is called The February of Forever Ago. Writing music, it's something that I've done, certainly not at a professional level, <laughs> since I was maybe 12 or 13. And, and of course, now I'm pursuing it in a bit of a different way. But for me, what has not changed is that it is fundamentally a catharsis for me to process what I'm going through. I've always been a bit of a wordsmith, a bit of a, you know, I was always in the speech contests at school and just good with words. And so for me, it's a way to take a feeling that I'm feeling find some chords and some music that kind of go with that feeling. Uh, and then, and then I'm really, really specific about my lyrics. You know, I never, I never go for the first round of lyrics and that's it. You got, I, well, I, I believe that uh, you need to go back and refine it and really articulate what you mean 
So I guess this song, in terms of how I knew it was special, was that I wrote it pretty quickly. And sometimes the longer songs take, sometimes they can be okay. But I find that if I'm just really clear on that feeling and on that intent, uh, and then it just resonates in a certain way that that it it happens quickly. And I just kind of know I've got something. I I think we all just kind of know with our art when it's working and when it's not, if that makes sense. It's kind of hard to put your finger on, but... Absolutely. Well, I know the first time I heard it, I was blown away. What's so interesting is that the first time I heard your single, The February of Forever Ago, it just really pulled at my heartstrings. And I just found it so beautiful, the music, the lyrics, the whole thing. And I've heard it many times since. And I'm so excited that our listeners are going to get the opportunity to hear it at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Judy. Haley, can you please talk a little more about your lifelong passion of writing and performing original music and the fear and excitement of finally pursuing it. Absolutely. I have been, as I mentioned before, a songwriter since I was quite young. Um, and it's sort of been this this thing in my life of I've always known I wanted to have the courage to release original music, but um, that's easier said than done. Uh, and I've, I've been quite fortunate and quite lucky in my life in, in the musical experiences that I have had as an ensemble singer, which we'll talk a bit more about later. Um, and, you know, I have, as you mentioned, a degree in music. And so, and I'm a teacher and, uh, and I, I love to teach. I, I find it so rewarding and I love to help other people, but I've just, there's been this side of me that, that has the need to sort of create original content and it's always, it's always been there and it just feels like now we're never, you know, <laughs> there's never a right time to, to sort of take that scary leap and put yourself out there. So Haley, I'm wondering if you could sort of show our audience and, and let our listeners in to sort of see a little bit of a behind the scenes glimpse of what happens in a lesson. And I just want to preface by saying I'm a voiceover person. I'm not a singer like my daughter, so don't expect too much. But I'd love to just see a little bit of how you sort of work with your students I'd love to, Judy. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. So I guess the one thing that I will say is that uh, there is one major challenge for online lessons in this format um, versus in person. And that is that the sound only goes one way at a time. So if you guys hear a bit of a delay, don't worry about that. And I, I would normally sort of encourage my student and talk to them while they're singing. We're going to go one person at a time here. So so Judy, what you're going to do is you're going to roll your shoulders back. This you can do while I'm talking. Uh, and you're just going to release any tension in your shoulders. And then I'm going to get you to do what we call the chew. Hum. So you're going to scrunch your forward facial muscles up and then you're going to release them as you make a humming sound. So it's nice and gentle. You just want to feel that buzz really in your in the bridge of your nose and in your lips. Mm. Now, Judy, I'm going to let you try it. Mm. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Graduate. I love it. Um, and I should say also this kind of a warm up, whether you're a singer, whether you're a speaker, a teacher, a voiceover person, we want to start by doing a really good thorough vocal warm up and making sure we're supporting our voice in the right way, no matter how we're using it. It's the most important thing. Next thing I'm going to have you do, Judy, is take a deep, low breath. I want you to put two hands on your belly. And when you take in a breath of air, I want you to feel it low in your body. You'll feel... Like your stomach expands like a balloon. And I often tell my students, I want you to imagine that your lungs are in your stomach. Of course, they're not. But for the purposes of this, you're going to imagine that they are. And you'll find when you do that, you're able to take in more air and just feel more support in your speaking voice and in your singing voice. Mm. And I'm doing it as well while I talk to you. I don't know if you can tell that my sound probably just got a little bit more grounded, a little bit more supported. Lovely. Okay, good. And then the last thing I'll have you do Judy is maybe just we'll take three notes at a time. We'll maybe just do a couple of these 
And uh, you're brave, and I love that. So um, on a French, <laughs> no, you're going to keep that sound nice and forward. We're going to go, no, 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 no. Try that for me. No, 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 no. Okay, good. So I can I can tell that you're keeping that sound nice and forward, even if the sound connection wasn't perfect there. Um, nice job. And uh, we would go on like that and uh, throughout the full range of voice on, on a normal lesson. But that's a little taste of what I do. Yeah. That's so amazing. Haley, I'd love to have a real lesson and then we'll come back on the air uh, and we'll really show a much better example of what really happens, maybe even with a little bit of a song. So we're going to have to work on that. That would be so cool. You do so many different things, Haley. You're a vocal coach. You're a singer. Uh, you, you wear so many different hats. And one of the main hats that you also wear is that you tour with 13 singers, a sound tech, and group members, families, with your wonderful a cappella group, Countermeasure. And you have a wonderful upcoming record that's going to be released sometime this year called Guest Sessions. And I'd love you to tell me a little bit about Countermeasure and about your upcoming album. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So I am privileged to get to sing with Countermeasure, who I joined this group just about the same time that I met you, Judy. So it's been 10 years, uh, which is incredible and also seems crazy to me. Well, our 10th anniversary concert was to be in May. It's, of course, been postponed until the fall. We think um, we'll want more information about that when I have it. But uh, I've, yes, I've had an opportunity to tour and really see the world. I've been to to BC, to the Northeastern US. Uh, we've been to Europe. We we spent two and a half weeks in 2016 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And uh, then we got to perform at a vocal festival in Italy. And most recently, we've been on tour to Japan a couple of times for the, the Takatsuki Jazz Festival. Uh, and uh, this past August, we were in Tokyo for Sumida Jazz. It's been incredible. What is it like to tour with 13 people, uh, sound tech and families? It's chaotic. And we really, really, truly do love each other. It's organized chaos. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much pre-planning and care and effort goes in uh, on the behalf of those in the group by the people that do the planning um, who are also in the group. It's, it's a ground, ground roots effort for sure. Uh, and really, we're just respectful of each other's space and time. And yes, we do have uh, our third album to be released very soon. I'm so excited. It's, it's one of my, I think it's the most exciting project actually that we have done. Um, and it's this album called Guest Sessions. So for those of you listeners who don't know what acapella is, which is what my group Countermeasure is, um, it means no instruments. So it's singing with just your voice. So we've got uh, a beatboxer who's really integral to our rhythm and uh, and all of that. And then there's, there's 13 singers. And it can sound choral. We do have some pieces in that vein, but for the most part, we're really kind of jazz influenced, a little bit of pop, sometimes R&B. Um, and we do completely original arrangements by our artistic director, Aaron Jensen. Uh, he writes all of our arrangements. I would say it's 50% new content, uh, original content rather, uh, and 50% covers, but done maybe not in the way you'd expect. So um, if you want to hear more of what we do, you can check us out at countermeasuremusic.com. Guest Sessions is being released this year uh, in the next couple of months. Um, so you can stay tuned to countermeasuremusic.com for that. What's different about it is that we have one instrumentalist per track this time for the first time ever. And they really are completely different. They run the gamut mm. of, of um, you know, lap steel guitar to uh, we have a really amazing bass player. Um, and a really special percussionist who I'd love to tell you more about, but I can't yet. I can't drop any names, but I can say that the artists that we work with are top notch. Uh, we've got, uh, Juno and Grammy award winners. In fact, one of our, one of our 
players did win a Grammy this past this past Grammys. Uh, so that is really really exciting. Wow, so exciting, so exciting! How Haley? How can people get in touch and and connect with Countermeasure? Yes, uh, so you can go to countermeasuremusic.com is our main hub. From there, you can find our links to Facebook, to Instagram. You can reach out via email there if you like. That's kind of your one stop shop for all things Countermeasure. And if anyone, including me, and I am interested, is uh, uh, would like to take an online singing lesson with you, how can they reach you? Yes, if you would like to work on your voice with me, I'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to info at voicebyhaley.com. That's info at V-O-I-C-E-B-Y-H-A-Y-L-E-Y.com. How is singing your bliss, Haley, especially right now? Oh, gosh. For me, singing has always been a way to process how I'm feeling and just be with other people, whether it's ensemble singing, I guess right now, because I'm, I am at home on my own most of the time, I would say it's, it's kind of my beautiful little escape from space and time. Haley, can you please set up the clip that we are about to hear? Absolutely. So the, the clip that you're about to hear is a verse and chorus of my original song, The February of Forever Ago. I wrote this song about five years ago, but something that happened more like 15 years ago. And and I can't remember who this quote is by, but um, it's the idea that you don't always remember what everyone says to you word for word, what their words were, but you remember how they made you feel. I think we all have those people in those moments in our life where we can just be taken back in an instant to that, how we felt. And, and this is one of those songs for me, one of those pivots. I'd gone to see a friend in a cabaret show about five years ago, and she was just so fiercely brave and fiercely herself. And I just thought on the way home from that, I was just buzzing with creative inspiration the way we all hope to be and from time to time kicks in. And, and I just thought, well, what if I could be vulnerable and brave like her? What if I could really mm-hmm. just finally get those feelings out and tell that story? Uh, and that's that's the February forever ago. So here it is. Let's all have a listen to Haley single, the February of forever ago, right now. If you follow the path to the bottom of the hill, you'd find a couple of kids with nothing but time to kill. That was so beautiful. I love that song. I could hear it over and over again. How can people listen to your new single again? Oh, thank you so much, Judy. That's so sweet. I put a lot of heart and soul into that one. Uh, yes, if you did like it, you can visit me on SoundCloud. You can have a look at Haley Preziosi music and you'll see it up there. Uh, you can also visit HaleyPreziosi.com and view it that way.
And can you spell your last name for your first and last name for everyone? Uh, so that's my name, Haley Preziosi.com. H-A-Y-L-E-Y-P-R-E-Z-I-O-S-I.com. I want to thank you so much for being here today, Haley, and for doing it in your home studio, which happens to be your closet today. And it's really amazing. And I'm I'm very impressed with your <laughs> ingenuity. And it's so wonderful. Stay well and be safe. And thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, Judy, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. I'd love that. I want to thank all of our guests for being here today. Lamora Ziskind, Bradley Harder and Haley Preziosi. And also a big thank you to our supervising producer, Mag Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kiley, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. Today, we're going to close out the show with a quote from Anne Frank, and here it is. How lovely to think that no one need wait a moment. We can start now start slowly changing the world. How lovely that everyone, great and small, can make their contribution towards introducing justice straight away. And you can always, always give something, even if it is only kindness. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.